What's up, podcast people? It's your boy Pro Bench Warmer. Welcome back to the Duelist in the Monologue. I know it's been almost a whole ass month since the last episode. The last episode was on Halloween, and I've been busy since. I've been doing papers. You know, college comes before anything, but it's Thanksgiving Day. I got a little bit of time before I gotta head out and go eat and pick out. And Black Friday, where you know I try to get not get mauled in the mall trying to buy stuff but (laughs) that aside i wanted to get you guys a podcast today at least talking about my kc cup experience because as you guys know if you've been playing duel links kc cup wrapped up a couple of days ago actually it wrapped up on monday i believe um it was just the last two weeks Uh, of course kc cup is supposed to be the most competitive time around duel links uh, part one being you have to reach from do level one to do level max, which is do level 20, trying to get up there as competitively as quickly as possible. For me, KC Cup is just a time for a lot of gems. I do not normally take KC Cup that competitively, but I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more as we discuss that. But one thing that weirdly happened before KC Cup is that we got a new box. Usually that comes out after KC Cup. So that we have time to play around with it. Because we, we got a new box with little time to like fully flesh out everything that was in the box for KC Cup. And I'm not saying that people didn't. I mean, people went and wailed out and got Blackwings out of the box Aerial Assault. The main archetype in the box was Blackwings. We got a ton of new Blackwing support. If you've gotten from this box and the other mediocre Blackwing box before, things like Blackwing Rising, some garbage box. That, that box gave you Bora the Sphere and then gave you access to Black Whirlwind, but no good cards to use with the Black Whirlwind. Now we got Chris the Crack of Dawn, we got Samoon the Poison, we got Gale the Whirlwind, we got all of the good synchros. This box was phenomenal for Blackwings. Now when the box was um re- like leaked, or like, not leaked, like when Konami put the link out for the box, I was like, Blackwings is going to be a top tier deck. This deck is actually really strong. It has access to removal. It has access to um, interruption through um, Tamer Joe, just bringing back level five or higher Blackwing monsters from the graveyard. And, you know, you can't hit him. You have to hit the other ones. And the other ones are fucking swole or just got rid of your cards and so on and so forth. The deck is really, really strong. So sorry about that. I immediately was like, this has to be a really high tier deck. However, another thing, other things that came out of that box that I was super happy to see was actually Battery Man. Battery Man was so dope. Like, I actually wanted to do a box bench warmer series uh, episode on Battery Man, but all they needed was 9 Volt and Fuel Cell. That's really it. The archetype can be as OTK as possible with just those two cards. And with this box, we got them. 9 Volt was a, a super rare, and Fuel Saw, I believe, was a rare. Perfect. The deck is such a OTK or bust kind of deck, and simply because it's a combo deck, if you don't open up with the right hand, you may just, like, the deck may just flop. But Micro Set, Micro Cell Pass is actually a pretty decent play for the deck, simply because you can, um, sorry about that, you can set Micro Cell. When your opponent attacks into it, if it's still on the field before the battle phase, your opponent can attack into it. It flips up, special summons 9 volt from the deck, which can then add you battery man charger or fuel cell to your hand. And then when micro cell goes to the graveyard after being flipped up, you could draw a card. Then your turn comes and you draw a card again. So you thin your deck out so 
much. And then when you get battery man charger onto the field, you tribute off the nine volt that's still on the field, summon battery man charger, which lets you search another battery man from the deck. So you can search nine volt um, from the deck to the field, activate its effect to search another battery man card, probably another fuel cell or industrial strength if you're playing that. And you can OTK that turn simply because fuel cells effect of removal is not a hard ones per turn. You can special summon it when there's two or more battery um, men on the field. Special summon it, it tributes off a battery man to return a card from your opponent's side of the field to the hand. It's not a hard one to return. So when you tribute off one of the battery men, most likely you're tributing off nine volt, you can special summon the other fuel cell from your hand to tribute off the first fuel cell, special summon another fuel cell to tribute off, uh, get rid of the the second fuel cell and keep removing card from your opponent's field. I actually played around with Battery Man quite a bit in the KC Cup um, in stage one. It was fairly successful, but like I said, if you didn't open up with the optimal hand, you're pretty much just hoping you get all the combo pieces as is all combo decks in dueling since the reason why they don't really see that much play like you scraps have pretty strong first turn and second turn plays but only if you open up an optimal hand and if you don't open up an optimal hand the deck sucks so it's the same thing like that um the other thing that came out of this box which i actually played in casey cup and i actually had a lot of fun playing with was monarchs yeah that sounds weird but we got Erebus which I did not think we were going to get remember I did a um, podcast episode that had a box bench warmers on monarchs and I said that there's not much that monarchs can receive as far as spells and trap uh, support or monster support that can actually make them viable because no one wants to tribute summon in this day and age I didn't I made that with the intention of thinking like they were not going to give us ether um ether or um Erebus ever. So I didn't think that those were ever going to come. Without those two cards, the hell Monarch is trash. So we got Erebus and I was like, "Okay, I have to play this." We also got Eidos, his squire, and we got um Garum, uh, I'm trying to think, uh Mobius the Mega Monarch, other cards. I didn't really play Mobius the Mega Monarch. I did play one copy of Garum in my deck. The deck is super fun, super fun. Being able to loop one of your opponent's cards out of their hand, turn one, making them play turn two with only four cards is actually crazy, especially with a lot of combo decks like Black Wings and um, control decks like Element Sabers. And we're gonna get into that. Maybe if not in this podcast, I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely doing another podcast about that in a bit. Not anytime, maybe next week, but um, it just it was just so so fun to do and especially going turn two summoning out Erebus and just shuffling a card back into the deck broke so many boards it's insane Blackwing player put up their three um their three synchro board I just put back uh I think it's like the rain shower Rakiri the rain shower back into the extra deck attack one over the other ones because it's 2600 each and then just they're left with one synchro on the board, one in the graveyard. So I usually try to get out to uh, get rid of um, uh, backlink tamer obsidian Joe. Try to get rid of him, but uh, they really could not come back that well after that. And it was pretty damn good. And then I started a theory up the deck, and I actually played a grass looks greener monarch deck. That was my KC Cup stage one deck from ten all the way up to 20. It was so funny how I was able to play with it. And like, it was just a meme just coming up with the deck. 
I tried to post it on the subreddit before when I hit uh, dual level max, but they were like, you know, it's not really that hard to hit dual level max. So I didn't post it. I removed my post. But um, it was, of course, three copies of grass with spell specialists running one copy of every other spell so I can optimize having grass in my hand as soon as possible. But Erebus can add back itself or any other monarch from the graveyard. Um, Prime Monarch can special summon itself back onto the field. Eidos' effect in the graveyard can banish itself to special summon another um, vassal onto the field. Just so good. You can get two tribute materials out from the graveyard and Erebus from the graveyard to the hand almost every damn time you open up with grass. And it was such a good deck. And then you just keep having Prime Monarch in the graveyard to keep coming back. You also had Prime Monarch on the field to shuffle back the cards you grasped back into the deck to add an additional card. This Prime Monarch on the field plus Erebus on the field meant that you never ran out of Erebus summons at all. And the vassals that you run, um, you didn't run um, Berlin. I think the Fire Vassal, straight up garbage. Its effect is doo-doo. All the other Monarch, uh, the vassals are so good. Land Robe, fantastic. Flipping your opponent's card monster face down and special summon itself worked so well with Frost Blast of the Monarchs being able to pop a set card onto the, on the field. You can also activate that from the graveyard, meaning your opponent really didn't have too much of a response for it. So many times I pop rebirth the Parshat from the back row, um, turn three after opening up pretty strong turn one board and then i was able to just continue to activate my effects with no fear of uh, um rebirth the parshat being summoned on, like being played on me it was crazy um what other ones the the vassals the main one i have i have two copies of mithra because mithra allows you to actually kind of otk with this deck because it special summons a token on your opponent's side of the field and special summons itself. It's the only vassal that does not require your opponent or you to have something set up for it to work. Literally. Um, of course, you got the fire one, but the fire one's effect is straight garbage. Mithra puts a, a token onto your opponent's side of the field, which can clog up their board, or um, you can just pop it with Zaborg afterwards. But it's tributed effect is what we want to focus on here. When it is tributed, you get an additional tribute summon in addition to your normal summon. So this thing can let you OTK. Since you can summon so many things out from the graveyard, you can summon out Prime Monarch and then summon out another Vassal from your graveyard or summon Land Rope from, um, from your hand or something like that, or from the graveyard. Tribute both of those for Erebus, right? Land Rope's tribute effect will let you grab back a Vassal from the graveyard other than itself, of course. Um, so you can add back a Mithra from the graveyard, summon Mithra, Wait, no, I got that wrong. Okay, so you'd have to tribute Mithra first. So you can summon back Mithra from the graveyard and then um, some Prime Monarch, tribute both for Erebus, activate Mithra's effect and Erebus's effect, shuffle something back and then special summon another vassal from your hand and then tribute that for another, maybe Zaborg or Mobius, which is the only two Monarchs other than Erebus that I actually played in the deck because they remove either back row or monsters. You have effectively got rid of either back row and a monster on the field or a monster and back row on the field you can push in for big damage or possibly otk i've done this quite a number of times with this deck and it's so damn fantastic and now i want to talk about garum garum is razor's or rises vassal its effect to special summon itself is kind of ass in the early part of the game but later on it's so good that you return a tribute summon monster to the hand to special summon it onto the field. 
which means you can loop Erebus. If you have one copy of Erebus on the field, you can send Erebus back to the hand, put it on the field, special summon Prime Monarch, tribute both of them for Erebus again. When Garum gets tributed, it lets you search a Valsu from your deck, which means there is some level of consistency with Garum itself. I hope now that we got Erebus and Eidos that I can get copies of Aether and Ada in the future because those cards will allow you to take advantage of the banished spell and trap, monarch spells and traps that you keep sending to your banished zone that effectively can run your deck out of uh, reasonable materials for prime monarch or um uh or Erebus's effect and so on and so forth and Ether letting you special summon a monarch from the deck and then returning it back to the hand meaning next turn you can use its actual effect you can actually push for OTK by summoning it out of you can utilize these cards so well with monarchs in this day and age of synchro summoning and just spamming the board and so on and so forth I would love to actually now play a full flesh monarch just don't give me domain and don't give me store I'm not stone forth don't give me erupt and sure i'll be fine you feel me like i don't want to straight up just have my opponent not have fun just like how people in the tcg remember monarchs but i do want to play with monarchs you finally gave us a couple good copies of monarch cards konami i want to play them even more my climb from 10 to 20 was so oddly good that like when i tried to switch to actual competitive decks they did nothing i had so much fun playing monarchs and i'll post my deck list in um the reddit post and also i'll post i've posted on twitter already and um replays and so on and so forth of monarchs on twitter so i'll try to post those on the reddit post for this as well monarchs i'm gonna keep trying to refine i'm gonna keep trying to make it work but it's not going it's going to be like a pet deck it's not going to be something i'm going to try competitively to hit king games next um next season but the way that ranked is i might even give it a shot you feel me like you don't rank down fuck it give me monarchs <laughs> i might give it a shot uh part one in the kc cup experience i didn't really see too many meta decks uh mostly what i faced was just like invoked but like stage two is when they started getting wild invoke was everywhere in stage two in kc cup man and i was still trying to play monarchs but it just did not cut it for me like i said i don't usually play this for competitive reasons i play kc cup for the gems i play kc cup just to pass time especially since i already hit king of games so there's nothing else for me to do at this time than play kc cup so i was still playing monarchs i lost a lot of games mostly the most of those games that i lost were to invoke invoke was such a strong deck and it saw so many mutations during the kc cup as we were having the um what's this thing the lotto the bingo card the bingo card sorry about that they gave us two copies of kiteroid invoke started seeing a lot of different plays invoke started showing up in roids where you play or a copy of ambulance roid i think drill roid Submarine Roid, two copies of the Kyroid, the field spell that lets you search Kyroid or any of the roids that you need. You just summon Alistair, pop it with the field spell to get a roid. You already got invocation and you can summon almost all of your fusions. Actually, all of no, they don't have they don't summon dark, but you don't even play the dark one. All of your fusions in that deck um invoke was put into element sabers, which of course had to have been what konami wanted us to do in the first place also magician girls invoked were a thing that i was seeing i even seen sylvans invoked to be completely honest taking advantage of both spore and 
Alistair the Evoker with all of the um, with all of the attributes within Sylvan's. That was insane. Like I could not throw a rock without hitting like six invoke players, and it's crazy. Like I want to talk about this more in depth in another podcast, but invoke has turned into this weird like state of remember like flashbacks for me it's like a little bit of ptsd i actually said this in a youtube uh, video that i did on my boy awesome james channel i said that um, i did a video on like top five archetypes i would like to see in duel links and that's um number one as a joke i said invoke simply because uh one card engines really does like scare duel links i said it as a joke um because invoke gives me a better amazonis uh Amazon is princess vibes. Amazon is princess. You summon it. You get onslaught. You set onslaught. Attack with princess. Summon out queen, and now you have an unbreakable board, so to speak, um, for the turn being. You can banish all of your opponent's cards and then push it for damage as they have ran out of monster cards. Or you can just slap them up, slap them up on Amazon swordswoman, do them big damage, and banish their monsters. It was really hard for a lot of people to out when we did not have that much back row removal. That wasn't like you know, an ultra rare and a big main box. There was not many ways to stop Amazonas at the time. In fact, my fastest right, um, my fastest climb to King of Games was within I think 30 wins. I think 30, 31 wins with Amazonas with a 24 or 22 game win streak with Amazonas. I only lost to the Mirror one time. It was crazy fast. Um, the deck was insane, and it really, you just relied on opening with one card, and the deck just ran. The same way with Invoke. If you have access to Alistair the Invoker, the deck runs, no matter where you put it in, in a deck. And that's what was crazy about KC Cup, is that with the ch- recent change, that thing like Sorcery Conduit, I forget the name of the, the skill that Yamiyuki has, you literally can guarantee Alistair the next turn. It was crazy i was trying not to do too much damage to my opponent just so that they won't get alistair but they were doing damage to themselves with cosmic cyclones or rebirth the parshat just so they can get alistair and i was like you know what i can't play this meme that can have fun anymore so i switched it up to dark lords i finally have like a fully fleshed dark lord deck so to speak so i was playing dark lords with dark illusion and i think i forget what the other trap i was playing there's a replacement of the cards that we lost in the dark lord deck um and i just played dark lords like straight up just dark lords just straight up just start annihilating boards annihilating boards and this is the first time in kc cup i've reached past 20k points of course i lost a couple games i were down i actually ended on i think 14k points but like Mm, it felt kind of good to win in KC Cup Part 2, so maybe the next KC Cup I'll actually take seriously and play a more competitive deck. In the time, meantime, I actually am trying to get more copies, copies of Alistair since I only have one copy of Alistair and two copies of Invocation at the moment. I will try to get a second one because it really is a if you can't beat it, if you can't beat them, join them kind of meta right now. Um, the tier list is recently updated, I think a day or two ago, and Invoked is in every tier the first one is element sabers in tier two i believe roid roid invoked is in uh tier two tier three is just standard uh scrap goblin flip-flop frog invoke that just started up invoke is everywhere it is that one card engine that just fits out so many decks 
and um, it's pretty insane. But that's not gonna that like like that's my whole Casey Cup experience is just like invoked the meta. But like I'm not gonna take away from the fact that I was able to make and have fun with a deck that I did not see that often. In fact, I I faced the Monarch Mirror one time. It was a 20 card deck. He bricked the first turn because they didn't play anything, and I literally opened up grass because of source because uh, of spell specialist. And then had my whole board flip, uh, put a card back into his deck, attack for 2800. Only reason I knew it was Monarchs because next turn he was able to um, land robe Zaborg me and then attack me for 24. No, he tried to attack me for 24, but I special summoned Prime Monarch back from the graveyard, got Erebus back on my turn, and then just sent Zaborg back into his deck and attacked over him. It was pretty damn cool just to have a mirror match with Monarchs. I would love in the future, I've, I've gotten a couple cards right in my Box Benchwarmer series of like predicting cards for the future of Duel Links. Konami, if you're listening, I want Ether and Ada to come to Duel Links. I would like Reza to come to Duel Links. Hell, I would like Stormforth to come to Duel Links. Just don't give me any copies of Domain. Don't give me any copies of Monarchs Erupt, and I think I should be a-okay. Even if you don't give me those, fuck those. Give me a copy of Tenacity, and I would be a-okay. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. So, um, as far as KC Cup, that's my whole KC Cup experience. After KC Cup, we got some skill rebalances. The big ones I want to talk about is the change to um, another deck that really annoyed me throughout KC Cup, which was Dual Standby and Mono, a mono Stun. They finally kicked that um, deck in the ass because you cannot normal summon during the turn, the first turn for... Um, dual standby which duh you feel me like it was going to get that the way that they they did it the first time effect monsters effects can't be activated of course i was gonna get fucking abused dual standby has been abused every time they change it in duelings first we had burn decks i mean first we had mill decks then we had burn decks and then we had um bamboo bamboo burn and then we had uh shoot there was always a way to abuse dual standby now it was a mono awato and now they're trying not to have a mono awato be a thing which means someone's gonna find a way to special summon the card onto the field and then next turn abuse it next like after that um dual standby opening up a 25 percent of your deck is always going to be too strong for dual links sadly it, it that's just a thing so dual standby is nuts. It got nerfed to shit. Amano Awada is probably not gonna be played that well because it's gonna be returning back to the hand. So it's not just a like permanent floodgate all the time. Um, that's one that I wanna talk about. Another one that I wanna talk about is, damn it, I forgot the other um, skill change. But that was the main one I wanted to talk about. Oh, one card wonder. Um, it's been changed so that the only monsters you run in the deck are dark monsters. I think, of course, it intended for infernities, but I think that that still can be, like, abused, because there are pretty good dark monsters, if not right now, in the future, but opening up with one card and drawing two, like, having a pot of greed every turn is 
kind of kind of crazy you can still probably make a, a stall deck out of that i mean you can still make a stall deck out of just back row cards and spear karibo i believe is dark so you can still pretty much make a deck where your opponent is not attacking at all and burning their deck out with cards that maybe mill them or something like that or you put a card onto the field and um attack on ghq them and stuff like that it, it can it can still happen that's that's the point i'm trying to make the deck can still turn from a stall deck to a burn deck to a mill deck if need be because they have a there's no there's no reason not to run a 30 card deck with that because you're going to be drawing cards like crazy and you can still 30 you have 10 more cards than your opponent you have 10 more chances to mill them the fuck out that's it for today's podcast. Um, I have a little bit more content. Of course, I haven't been here for a month. There's a lot of things that have recently happened in Duel Links, like currently the tag duels and the alluring Alexis to talk about. It's just, you know, it's Thanksgiving Day. I got a lot of things to do today. Um, I'm going to get back to you guys. It's not next week, the, next, the week afterwards, because I have finals to do with college. So I'm going to be cramming two, 20 page, two 10 page papers and I might not have time for a podcast. But thank you guys for sticking around and listening. I love you guys. The podcast has been doing so well and it's only been thank, like due to you guys, the support I've been having and so on and so forth. I have a lot of things planned, if not for December for 2020. And it's going to be popping off on here in the Duelist and the Monologue. So with that being said, I'm going to get going. Get out of my head already. Enjoy your turkey or panilla, whatever you eat today. Peace.